I'm Amy Keeley and on this episode we are going to return to the topic of Thomas Cook because a lot has gone on since we last spoke about them. I'm here with my colleague Ian Taylor. Hello Ian. Hello. So at the end of last week Cook confirmed it was in advanced discussions with Fosen and the banks for a £750 million rescue deal. Ian, just quickly fill us in on all the details of this proposed deal. Basically means the company will be separated, the airline from the tour operator and retail business, but not broken up. If Cook had gone ahead with its plan A, if you like, which was to sell the airline, it would have been broken up and, and had to negotiate then, uh, you know, seat, committed seats with the, the new airline owner for its leisure business and, uh, and so on. This way, Fosun, the Chinese group, will take a controlling stake in the tour operator business and a minority holding in the airline because it can't hold a controlling stake in a European carrier. And Cook's creditor banks will swap their debt, some or all of it, that's unclear as yet, for shares in Thomas Cook, which will mean they control the airline and have a minority stake in the tour operator they'll they'll have a majority holding of thomas cook plc so essentially there'll be two companies owning thomas cook thomas cook plc the banks and Fosen. okay and so good good news for thomas cook and, and seemingly the staff but what about shareholders presumably not so good for them yeah, it, one analyst described it described it as a wipeout for shareholders. This is why Peter Fankhauser, announcing the proposed deal, described it as not an outcome anyone wanted. That's because, as chief executive, he's responsible for delivering value to shareholders. Shareholders will get something, I suspect, but not the value of the shares they they bought. They'll probably get something because. In the end, they have to agree to it. So they'll be offered something rather than nothing. I suspect if they don't agree to it, they will get nothing because the company would disappear at the end of September. Okay, and and the airline, which was put up for sale earlier this year, that's now on hold, isn't it? That's on pause. Yes, it means the airline won't be sold, which is probably good news because although the the airline is operated separately now within within Thomas Cook, it would have been... Difficult process to, you know, I don't know, get commitment for 50% of the seats with maybe Lufthansa in Germany and, and so on. So all those uh, issues are, are, can be put to, put to one side. OK, and for, for staff then and in Thomas Cook shops, what, what does it mean for them? I mean, Cook has been closing shops over the last three years. It still has around 560 shops on the high street. But do you think more, more will close and, and are we going to see more job losses or some jobs? Job losses among staff? I I don't envisage job losses amongst shop staff because of this deal. On on the contrary, if Cook didn't have a buyer for previously for the airline or or, or now with this deal with Fosun and the banks, assuming it goes ahead, Cook wasn't going to trade after the end of September. So that would have been the end for the the shops and a lot else besides. So this is good news. Cook will carry on closing some shops, I assume, because long-term it sees more distribution going online. I don't think it sees all distribution going online, but it will just carry on reviewing shops as leases come up for renewal. I don't see a a vast new programme of closing shops. But look, Thomas Cook had more than 1,200 shops at the point it took over the co-op which was a ridiculous 
number. 560, 70 is, is much more sensible. I, I would envisage Cook carrying on closing 20 to 30 a year. Okay. And, and the, the, the reaction to the deal has been largely positive, hasn't it? So, with many commentators and travel bosses saying it's good news for the industry. And retail director at Cook, Catherine Darbandi, sent out a letter to trade partners saying, you know, Thomas Cook is here to stay. So you spoke to some of those people in the industry to get their reaction, and it was, was positive, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the reaction's been wholly positive. I haven't come across any anyone who thinks anything different from from that really presumably if you talk to some thomas cook shareholders they have a different view but i think everyone outside cook in the trade is relieved that the company's future is would be secured with this because it would be deeply unsettling for the market as a whole if such a big name were to go what is Fosun's long-term plan with Cook, do you think? What's it envisaging? Fosun's a huge investment vehicle. I mean, they own Club Med Resorts, but travel is only a relatively small part of their portfolio. They're a huge property developer, pharmaceutical, all kinds of sectors they're in. They clearly intend to use the Thomas Cook name to grow in China. I don't envisage them changing anything much to do with Thomas Cook's operation in in Europe. They ha- they Their track record is of leaving companies, um, businesses fairly well alone to, to, to run. You know, they know the business, they know the management, they've been working with them for, for four years. That, you know, usually, or often anyway, after an acquisition when... Companies say oh, it's business as usual. You take it with a pinch of salt, but in this case, I, I think it's probably accurate. Okay, let's talk about a few other things that have been in the news this week. So, industry analyst J- GFK says there has been a huge turnaround in trading this week. Season to date, bookings are up 1% year on year, which is in stark contrast to the first four months of the year when they were 7% down. What's changed? Uh, it's not quite such a stark turnaround as you suggest, but look, basically what's changed is we've we've got to July and people who've got enough money to go away and haven't booked a booking, essentially. Look, the, the the trade went into January with bookings for summer 2019 9% up year on year. So it was a very good start, despite people expecting Britain to leave the EU at the end of March and, and so on. And then the first four months of the year proved very difficult, So, which is why that cumulative figure of a 7% um, decline year on year for those four months came in. But at the end of that, bookings were still only 1% down year on year, on year for, the, for the summer, and now they're back up 1% above for the year. Numbers aren't everything, of course, but they are, they, they are something... Price is a different story. Yeah, I was going to say, is there loads of discounting going on then? Are average selling prices down, do you think? Average selling prices, according to GFK, for the summer are £14 up year on year. So, okay, there's a a big part of that is that all-inclusive sales are 6% up year on year. So people are paying more in advance. So they know the cost of right. their, their holiday. exchange rates, presumably. So, That's a factor why. Yeah. So overall, there's a squeeze on margins for, for, for companies. I mean, EasyJet gave their third quarter results 
this morning and Johan Lundgren, EasyJet's chief executive, pointed out that EasyJet had fares from Gatwick to Alicante in August on sale for £36 to £42, pounds, yeah. which is extraordinary for the time of yeah. year. So, But the, un- the overriding problem is overcapacity in European short-haul flights. That's, that's the problem that's causing everybody some anguish. Okay. Do you think the weather's played a factor as well? It has been a bit up and down, hasn't it? You know, last year there was lots of... There was a heat wave and there were lots of stories in the, the national news. We live in Britain. Weather's always a factor, <laughs> one way or the other. There's always weather. But last, <laughs> last year was a, it was a heat wave, yes, and that hit, hit bookings. And so the comparison year on year for the last three, four, five weeks is with both with the heat wave last year and with the World Cup. But last week, sales were up 15% year on year. Well, in a market which was so difficult for people, I imagine there's some smiling faces in agencies and at OTAs. So how do you think we'll finish the year? Do you think we'll be up, flat, down? Well, don't take my word. GFK expects the bookings to be up year on year by the end of the, the, the year. And remember, last year was a record year. So this year will be a record year, despite everything. Okay. So another story that was in the news last week was that BA and Marriott have been hit with massive fines by the Information Commissioner's Office for data breaches. BA will be fined £183 million and Marriott £99 million. It follows the introduction of GDPR last year. Ian, both these companies expressed surprise at the size of the fines. Should they be surprised? Are these penalties fair? Well, I'm not surprised they expressed surprise, but I think they're having a laugh if they um, think the ICO is going to take pay too much attention. Look, there might be um, a negotiation on the a moderation of the of the fines, but BA could have been fined four percent of its global turnover, so you could say it got off lightly. It lost credit card numbers, security codes, everything of of customers over a three month period. So, no, I don't think it's got a leg to stand on, really. This was well telegraphed. Everybody expected the ICU, ICO to come in hard on the first data breaches because it wants to signal to other companies you have to take this seriously. Apparently, there was a 40% increase at at least one cyber security firm's uh, you know, inquiries last week as a consequence of Yeah, I was this. going to ask what the effect's going to be, and it will be people investing oh. more in their... Will have, awakened, will have awakened some, some, woken some people up. I mean, Marriott was upset because it's been clobbered for the breach at Starwood, and Starwood wasn't part of Marriott at, at the time of the breach, but it acquired it. So, and the ICOs pointed out, well, they should have done their due diligence. That's so. That's something for companies to bear in mind when they're. Everyone's got data these days. You need to look at it very carefully if you're buying a company. And there was no indication, because the fine, as I said, for BA was 183 million, Marriott 99. We haven't got really any insight yet on how the G, um, how the ICO measures the size of the fines. No, we? apparently... Um, so what will happen is the, um, the companies have 28 days from the date of the notification of the fine to appeal or appeal for clemency. The ICO hadn't planned to release the fines yet, apparently, but because both companies mentioned the issues in their results or in statements to analysts, they they said they felt compelled to put the numbers out and we'll know their rationale for the 
size of the fines uh, after that 28-day period when they released the final numbers. Okay, and then lastly, let's just turn our attention to Saga. There was speculation this week that the group might split its travel and financial services divisions. Um, comes after a US fund manager took a 5% stake in the business. Can you see that happening? Yes, but um, not immediately. The, the investment fund that's taken this 5% stake is one of the biggest investment funds in the world and has a, has a reputation as an activist fund. They used to be called vulture capitalists or something. It, it, what that means is they spot a company that appears undervalued by the stock market and figure out how to uh, drive up the share price. And that can be by breaking it up, changing the management, changing the strategy, and so on. The most obvious thing for them to push for at Saga is a separation of the insurance and the, and the travel businesses, uh, because there isn't a great deal of uh, logic in them, in them being together. It's the insurance business which provides 90% of the profits at Saga, which is... D- the one that's being squeezed and is the reason that the saga's having the difficulties it's, that have been, been publicised. But this will take, could take 12 months for the process to work through. Elliot might buy more shares. There'll be a lot of pressure behind the scenes. You might see a change at the top of Saga. And then there'll be some announcement sometime next year that it's being broken okay. up. Okay, cool. All right, that's all from us on this episode. Thank you very much, Ian. Oh, thank you. Okay, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time.